Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip-off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. How insignificant you are. Dude, he's an a-hole. That that guy. Fun to play, though. We're going to talk all about it right here on the Core Show. Welcome to Core, everybody. The Heroes of the Storm podcast. It is uh, Wednesday, January 9th, 2019, with uh, your old pal Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, and we're here to discuss the uh, the world of Heroes of the Storm and uh, what happens when Imperius dives in there and also how weird it is in the store to see a bundle for just a dude in a couple of tents. I, I want to talk about that some today, just a little bit about... You know, this idea that we're entering a new phase of heroes in, in the history of the game and uh, they're spreading people around a little bit and moving people onto other teams and, and, they're, and they're excited, though, because they get this renewed uh, focus on the game and all that, but then you tune in to check out what the bundle is. It's your first major bundle after the announcement and it's just a dude in a couple of tents. So we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, uh, before we do that, I would like to complain about a very major portion of, or, or uh, a major part 
of uh, the new character, Imperius, from the Diablo franchise entering Heroes of the Storm today. Uh, yesterday, sorry. Came out yesterday, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Tuesday. I played him yesterday, so I would hope so. Yeah, I did as well, so I don't know what I'm thinking. But anyway, there he is in all his glory, you know. He's he's the angel. Wings. Yeah, he's the angel god. Um, And uh, he's just, uh, he hates all of us, and he's super upset with us, but he's even more mad at the, at the burning hell, so at least he doesn't like them more than he doesn't like the humans. And, uh, and he comes in, and you find out pretty quickly when you start playing that character that to play him in any uh, form proper, you need to start almost every combo you ever do with him with a W. That's the starter. That's your opener with that character, almost regardless of what build you use, what talent you you piece out as the, as the game goes on. You just start with W, and then you, you, you combo from there. And I'm just here to say that's fine, except I'm not used to it. No other character that I play that I can think of, and I'm sure I'm not thinking of somebody, and you guys have, Bo especially has a broader range of characters played than I do, but I don't think I've got any character where I have to open with W. I think you might be right because I I wasn't really thinking about this, but I was playing him and I found myself frequently opening with Q by mistake and E by mistake. Mm. I was like, well, why is it Q and E? Like, it's weird that I am just having such a hard time hitting W. Yeah. And I think it's because if you give me a character that opens with E, I'm okay. If you give me a character, <clears throat> excuse me, that opens with Q, I'm okay. Yeah. If you give me a character that opens with W, apparently I have no idea what to do with that <laughs> because I, it, it took a while. It took three games before I was like, oh, I can hit W when I want to. Uh, so that ended up working. Although I will say that I, I do like seeing if I can encourage a fight long enough to actually open with E. Interesting. You know, yeah. use E. Kind of open with it, kind of get a little poke, kind of just do it right away. So they're just like kind of lulled in like, oh, they burn the E and then throw the combo in there when they're starting to think about retreating and then see if I can get one more E out of the situation. Mm. Uh, Bo, do you find any of what we're saying true? Does this bother you at all? I mean, you know, Kerrigan's kind of like this, sort of. You can start with your E there mm -hmm. or your W rather, right? Sort of, kind of. Yeah, I mean, the two-button combo for Kerrigan, that's a good example. Mm. This whole time I was trying to think of who opens a W. Yeah. But if you just do a W-E with Kerrigan, it is W first. Yeah. So yeah. Do you, do I you... mean, you might throw a Q in there if you need to get close then combo, but that's not always what you're where you're at. Sometimes right. you just W-E. Right. Uh, even on minion waves. That's mm. true. So you'd still have the left to right sort of combo. This thing is just a little... I, 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 uh, I, I Alarak. Have... Alarak's W is the opener. Is it um, for him? Well, you use telekinesis to move uh, someone around, and then you you hit him with Discord Strike and maybe a Lightning after. Right. Generally speaking, you want to move them in place and then combo on them as a more combo based thing. I think Alarak does that. But you don't really play Alarak, so no, I don't play Alarak at all. I think it's it's fair enough comment to get a new hero and not be used to the certain button combinations if they're not. On the characters you play, mm -hmm. I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah totally does. Um, Especially on a combo-based hero, and it's it's funny you mention that because it does. Imperius does feel like he's a combo-based character. Yeah, that's his. That's yeah, that's into what I'm saying. He feels like he's a combo-based like character. I'm not. I'm not so sure yet. 
about that. Hmm. You uh, you can, if, why why is that? Just do you just have no no time with him? You don't know yet. Well, like it seems like he is built around it because they get. I guess he is. His passive is designed to stack the more different basic abilities you use on him. Mm-hmm. So that does incentivize you to make sure you hit everything on yeah. a on a, on a target. Right, and then. You know, especially if you take the level one giant killer, like and things that proc off the trait, I guess it yeah, it does kind of make sense that feels natural that you would combo with him. I think they've classified him as a tank in the game client. Yeah, he's a well, he's a warrior. I thought he was a bruiser. That's oh, well, what I thought too, yeah. but I actually filtered to tanks in the game and it gave me that as an option. Qs hmm. have been super quick. Um, so like as a tank. I don't love the idea of like burning everything on a, you know, comboing as a tank because I need to keep options open. I guess if I'm playing that way, right. You know, like all my buttons are on cooldown mm-hmm. so I can do nothing once that's once I pushed all my buttons. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I find is kind of the case with him. You know, it's like you feel like you should be comboing all your buttons with them to get the big stab and big damage on things. But if things go where you have to be defensive in an engagement and everything's on cooldown, you're kind of boned. And he suffers from that. You know, Artanis was described as, uh, hey, you go in there, but you don't retreat in the fight. You don't go in there quickly, but you're this sort of stalwart walk into the battle and you're the force of battle and he can't get away easily. And I yeah. feel like that's the exact same thought process behind Imperius. Mm. He seems like he's more likely to... I mean, he does have his Q that he can use as an emergency get out of get out of jail thing. So he's got a little more escapism, right? A little bit. It, 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 it's in theory, yeah, but it, it is a ten second cooldown yeah. on it, which is significant. Even I guess you can reduce it. It doesn't go very far. Mm. You don't actually move yourself very far. Yeah, um, yeah I think one of the problems too is be, when your escape is tied to what you would consider part of your opening move. Sometimes you want to escape long before that cooldown's even up, and it's like, oh, I didn't. I didn't mean for this to happen at all, and now I don't have a cue as a way out. Yeah, yeah. If you're using a cue as escape or a dodge, there's something either wrong with the character or the way you're playing. Oh, I think because okay. it's it's just it's pretty integral to what you're intuitively trying to do with it, which is it's a stun, it's gravity laps on a cue. Like you want to use that for that purpose, and not really anything, not really anything else. Like. In in a situation where you, it's up and you can use it, you will, but you, you won't be hanging on to that thing to like just in case it needs to dodge an Asmodan Q. Like that's not going to happen. So yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, I'll say the part that even more than the W took me a little bit to get used to was that his spear. There's a little bunny hop that he does at the beginning before he thrusts the spear, mm-hmm. and I liked to do it like right up close you know that logic of if you're really close it's hard to miss a skill shot you know and i would be in there and i think well let's get this skill shot for sure next thing i know i hop over the enemy i was like what (laughs) what is this how did i miss he was right in front of me how did i i just didn't practice him enough i didn't realize he does a little jump before he does his little spear dash and i kept jumping over my target i have a thing and this is something i'm getting used to too is that you don't have to cast it at max max range you can actually cast it shorter to yourself. That's what I ended up discovering, but I yeah. didn't know that. I assumed it was like a <clears throat> like a pierce, you know, like he would fly forward yeah. and anybody he caught on the path he would get. 
And so I never tried to drag it. I was always at max range with wherever I was aiming it. And I was like, okay, I guess this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because it's um, it's actually like there's a lateral. In addition to there being a border, you know, because it's a pole to the hit to the skewer on width, there's actually a perpendicular limit too. So if you do shoot it out too far, yeah, you jump past people all the time. So. It doesn't, doesn't cleave at all, does it? No kind of cleave. Uh, no cleave, but he can pick up a talent that allows four of his auto attacks to cleave. Oh, all right. After meeting some condition, I believe. I can't remember what it was. I think it's just a cooldown. I think it's just a, a one. Oh, it's press a one. one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Could be. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. The W, the W I find hard to hit because it's, <laughs> you, well, it's not hard to hit the W, but it's hard to get the center, and the center is where the goodies are. Yeah, I find very yeah. slow. Yeah, that's so. The center is always where the goodies are. Yeah. So the Oreo bits are, especially if you take the talent that blows up on the ground. Yeah. Uh. Looks like a little orange Oreo. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I like how he feels so far. He does feel like one of those heroes, though, that will. Um, he's not. He, there's nothing about him that that's repulsive to me when I first pick him up, like some heroes you're like, Ugh, I can't stand the way you do this thing. And I'll just never get past it the way like Ariel or somebody else is for me. Um, so there's none of that. He's, he's accessible, but I, I, I get the feeling that his value for me anyway, in terms of like the rhythm and the feel of that character is just going to pop later with enough playing him. You know, you just have to play him enough and then you'll get to a place I, where it'd be like, Oh, okay, this is, I'm starting to everything's snapping into place a little bit. For me, it was my last match on Braxis last night. I had an Ana and I just said, okay, bottom lane, it's going to belong to us. And the two of us held that bottom lane the entire game, all the way through the keep, all the way up to the core. And uh, it was amazing. Nobody else ever came down. We got the most kills between the two of us. And it seemed like... As Imperious, I was able to do just enough damage to make them go, oh, I should get out of here. And then the poison from Ana was just enough to make them die just beyond the gate. Mm. Uh, and it happened time and time and time again, where they'd slightly overstay their welcome and they'd end up dying just out of my reach. But Ana's poison would get them. Uh, but the thing that surprised me the most was uh, she did her stim to me mm. or whatever it's called the Ana's bolt where they she supercharges you nano boost nano boost that's it uh and wow that was powerful on imperious mm. that was ridiculously powerful it was just it was just like watching an entire enemy team not able to run away because they mm. were constantly being slowed or stunned because it came off cooldown so quick plus i was getting a ton of health back between her healing and I took the talent where every time you clear one of your little marks on them, you get health back. Mm. So I'm spamming abilities, getting health back on every hit. Those hits are doing more damage and the enemy can't run away. And mm. it was a really fun combo to try. Mm. All right. Going to mess with them a little bit tonight in uh, in the stream. So stick around for that after the show if you guys want to watch him in action. Or at least a little bit. I don't know how much I'll play him. I'm not. I feel not very confident with him right now, but um, I'm sure one of us will will find the juice. And usually, what happens is, you know, a couple of days into this, suddenly Bo's avatar changes to Imperius, and he speaks in his language or whatever, and then basically he becomes the greatest hero of all time. That's usually what happens. I really yeah. like Imperius as a character. Yeah. I don't. I don't. 
I'm I'm on the fence about him. Part of it is his tanking and quick match solos, and that always is a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, but but I think he's really cool. Yeah, he is cool. He's uh, imperious. I, his his, his uh, wings are still stupid. So you can put that out there. No, they made him better. They made him big. Mm. He's still not happy with the wings. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Scott. They did make it better, yeah. so let's give credit where it's due. Um, but I note that. Why did I say something like I note? I don't want to talk that way. <laughs> I note. <laughs> I note that. Like what? What the hell? My cork. Um, <laughs> the jury refer to section. I, I would like it noted in the ledger. Yeah. That. I said on this day, no, no, but um, uh, uh, so the feedback in the notes is the resounding feedback on Pierce's wings was discussed amongst the team and we agreed with much of it. In response, we decided to make some changes to the wings for his release. Please check them out and let us know what you think. Yeah, so if you're lame. feeling not that great about it, it'd be we'd be remiss not to provide some commentary now that it's been solicited. Uh, again, I'm talking like I'm in court. That's fair. I, th- I think that's fair. I think it's fair if you guys think they're still too small. I think part of it is how he's carrying them. That's, I think, all you of know, it all, is how he's carrying All them. the other characters, Tyrael's got him out there. Like, he's, he's doing that thing where you don't want somebody to go past you, so he's just got his arms out. Like, yeah. he's just doing that with his wings. Yeah. Uh, Malthiel's trying to make him look like a skull to be edgy. Uh, you know, they've all got their their own little things. I think Malthiel's and Oriel's look really good. I, I just feel like... Um, Imperius has them tight into the back, and he's just got them real yeah. tight back there, and I think as a result, I think that uh, I think that looks a little... It just doesn't seem like know. he's using for anything. They're just hanging there like like fish waiting to sell them at market. Like they're just not doing anything. He doesn't need to, Scott. Well, he, he uses, uses them when he grabs um, you and carries you into the heavens. I guess. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just think um, it's a little bit. I'm, I'm just desirous of more flourish on it. I think the size is inside. The increase in size is good. Yeah. I like the size. You're saying I don't feel very. <laughs> I don't feel girthy. They're still noodly. And I think it's not just an increase in size fix. It's like a we just. Just want more wing animation, I guess, on it. And Once more he learns how to use the wings more, we will appreciate the size. Yeah, yeah. he's a show or not a. What'd you call it, John? Last week, show or not a grower. He's still mm, that. I probably didn't say that. Oh, you did. You I, said I he's always oh, said he's a grower, not a show. Or a grower, not a show, or not a show, or not a grower. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't. I, most people don't. I don't know what a show or not a grower would be. I don't want to think about it, but I, I am. Either. I don't. Most either. showers That's I know bad. are growers too. Yeah. By the way, here's Bo. Here's the sound for Bo's uh, court work today. There we go. Good job, Bo. You've you've done it. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, anyway, he's out. He's cool, and he's got weird combos. I guess it's something we're gonna have to learn to live with. Bo's on the fence. Usually, when you say you're on the fence, it's just because you haven't discovered him yet in the way that you will. And I look forward to that because then then I get more insight. I feel like I'm a little dumb with him because I'm partly because I don't play a lot of tanks, but also I don't know. I just feel like I'm fumbling a little bit. And I need one of my more skilled teammates to go, oh, you did you know this? And then I'll go, oh, and then I'll love him. Then he'll be great. That's how it'll go. The One more thing, just to kind of point out something odd that I, I saw on his kit. And I don't I don't think it's an error, but I just it threw me because the tooltip from where I read it, at least didn't say anything, is the level one quest talent on his W. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't see anywhere in the in-game description where it said if you miss with a W, it clears your stacks, but apparently it does. 
Mm. I didn't know that. I took that talent and then I ended up regretting it because I was, you know, doing wave clear, which he's not great at. And I'd use my W and then there goes all my bonus damage that I've worked towards. And it was like, oh, well, great. I feel good about this talent choice now. Fantastic. Mm. So that's something to keep in mind. I don't again, I don't know if that's a bug and it's unintended that it seems. Which to which talent over. was it? Uh, it's the W where heroes hit by the W uh, increase its damage up to an amount. And then at 15 heroes hit, it has some impact. I don't know if it's like Thrall's Wolf and then it would stay if you hit 15. I didn't hit 15. Oh, so the was... level one ta- so level one talent. I don't yeah, think that's supposed one. to reset. Oh, that's it, it, yeah, and I don't know if it was, at least as far as the counter in the bottom it was, but I wasn't checking damage numbers to see if it was actually clearing, but the tracker down at the bottom was. So. Maybe it's bugged, man. Maybe it's bugged. Could be. Yeah, maybe we just revealed the the great bugging of 2019 already. I would be more into that talent if it didn't clear. That's for sure. So let's just briefly just go back to my point about this the the package that was, by the way, about 15 bucks worth of gems uh, because I bought it. And um, they uh, they basically you got you know you get the character obviously, and then you get his his uh, default skin, and then you get these two tents, or maybe it's Mm -hmm. three tents. Two tenths, three tenths. I think it might be, yeah, it's two or three tenths and then the the demon. Yeah, and that seems like a lot less stuff than I think I'm used to seeing on character launch day. Did you did you get the skins, the skin bundle, or just the hero? Well, isn't the hero bundle usually got more stuff in there? Like the hero bundle not- will have an exclusive, <clears throat> this the exclusive skin that launches with it. Yeah. The three tenths for that skin, and then just the baseline Tyrael with three tenths for the baseline or baseline Imperius. Yeah, like so, you should get a total of six things, and that's usually what those launch bundles are. Yeah, it's normal. It's just it's been a while since they did it. Now, I know, I know where you're going with this, Scott. Yeah, you've got a little of the conspiracy theory. The I know what they did to the dev team. Mm. I know what's going on over there. Look at this Imperius all by his lonesome. <laughs> I've seen this game, uh, but I think that this is pretty standard for a default hero when they're not coming out around another event. We're still in the middle of the winter event, and that's also when Blizzard takes their vacation. So they're kind of at, regardless of what happened to the team, they're kind of at nobody. Yeah, They're they're skeleton crew because they want to, you know, have a happy holidays. I think if you look at winter release heroes and, you know, maybe I'll eat some crow on this, but I think if you look at winter release heroes, I bet usually it's just here they are. Here's their skins or whatever. Get out of here. You go, know have, go have fun. <laughs> go play. No, I think part of it is I logged in and you're not immediately greeted with all the colorful Christmas stuff that, that was up there before. Like, oh, right. All of the all those crazy pastels and the kids board game stuff and the splash screen before it looked like Christmas. That's all gone. And you're back to just like Nexus ass Nexus. And that's fine. It's a hundred percent fine. But I think that's maybe what the, my the wind in my sails was just a little slightly different flavor than I remember. And so <laughs> yeah. when I saw it, I went, Oh, well, all right, I guess I'll buy this hero who looks, looks like he's at a party. And no one will dance with him. Like it was just kind of a weird, I don't know, weird thing. And yes, part of this, there's a, there's a, there's a weird bias kicking off in my head that's nervous, you know, yeah. about this stuff. And so I, I'm, I'm probably, well, I don't think, I, I don't think there's any probably to it. I think what I'm doing, I am projecting is what I'm doing. 
there's nothing wrong with that though. It's like if you were about to go to bed and somebody said, Hey, have a good night. I saw a spider in the room and then turned (laughs) off the light and walked out the door. You would jump at every little thing you felt. You'd be like, geez, what is that? Yeah. Like it's human nature. Like most of what you're feeling isn't the spider unless it is like, you know, so I don't, I don't necessarily fault you, but right. I, I think yeah. I do think you're right though, and I think it's not it's not nearly the big deal I'm making it to be. Uh, but anyway, that was a seamless uh, process. Picked him up, started playing, good times there with Imperius, and uh, like I said, we'll look at him a little bit later. See what we think. There's also a new dog mount. He's uh, pretty great. He's got a cone on. This is good timing because uh, my dog, well, one of our our dogs, actually Nick's dog, Boomer. Uh, named after the character in the uh, reboot of Battlestar Galactica, not the old one. That boomer was fine, but this boomer's way oh. cooler. Uh, and it's oh. a female dog, so it makes a difference, if you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the point is... Yes, you, owner of Jim Rayner, the female dog, real stickler for making sure dog genders match character names. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasn't well, there a boomer on King of the Hill? Uh, no, Boom Hauer. Boom Hauer. Oh. Yeah. Then that, what am I thinking of? Boomer Hauer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking of. Another boomer? Is there another, there's boomer? another boomer? Yeah, there's got to be. Boomer. Isn't that a be. thing in Left 4 Dead? We, oh, boomers. boomers. Yeah, boomers. Yeah. Look out. Uh, reloading. Reloading. And then there'd be a boomer. Big fat guy with it would go and barf on you. Yeah. It's like a Saturday night at Ibbot's house. All right. So anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> you're talking about your dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's getting surgery tomorrow. And uh, yeah. tomorrow morning early, she goes in to get her hip uh, uh, basically screwed in because we don't know what happened. But she wrestled around with a pit bull and popped her like popped her bone out, and she's she's currently hip to bone. Uh, it's called hip dysphagia, which just means your your bone will not stay there. Uh, your your femur basically. So she's I don't know what a dog femur is called. Probably just a femur. I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah. Yeah, seems reasonable. It's weird, but anyway, she's why complicated uh, <laughs> medical field. Yeah, why? Why? And why? I don't know why I feel like I have to explain all this. But anyway, the point is, she's gonna end up. Well, I don't know if she's gonna have a cone. Hey, Carter's the dog gonna have a cone? Possibly. Possibly. We don't know yet till she's done. She might have a cone, and so it reminded me of that. You, you hop in there and see this little dog. He's got a little cone on. Yeah, this a little band aid on his butt. Cone. Yeah, it's adorable. A shaved spot. It looks like my dog. Yeah. Well, it's my parents' dog, but I claim ownership. What kind of dog is it? Responsibility. What is uh, Maltese? Oh, I see. Oh, so you get to hold on now. You get to <laughs> you get to enjoy all the benefits of the dog. You're like a uh-huh. grandparent. You get to yeah. have fun and spoil it and wrestle around and all this, but the minute it goes or barfs, bye. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Mom, the dog threw up. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but the dog, the dog. And then I get to have fun. And then I get to go, oh, their breath stinks. You should get their teeth brushed. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I totally. contribute a lot. Yeah. The Maltese are, that's a good breed. That's a fun little cute little breed. But I'm wondering if that cone of shame on this, uh, this particular rendering uh, for the pet or for the mount rather is because someone on the team had a dog get hurt or something. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I don't know if that's still I like, true. I like them putting all the dogs in the game. Yeah. I like that. Blizzard's you know, crazy about that. Not that we that. need to turn it into a dogs versus cats thing, but I don't know if you noticed. There's a, there's a shitload of cats in World of Warcraft. Yeah. So I'm real happy that Heroes of the Storm is where the dogs hang out. Well, it seems like every time you see a picture of Kale Miller, he's got his dog in his office with him, chilling. Yeah. 
And I didn't check to see if that dog is this breed. It's possible, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, Blizzard's got a, a big open pet policy now. So you can have your dog in your office with you anytime, any day, whatever. Uh, I think there are very few rules. They're like, well, hopefully, you know, it doesn't bark and distract everybody and that sort of thing. But but if it's a dog that'll <laughs> just sort of lay there and chew on a toy, hey, bring him to work. I assume the same. They're not going to discriminate against cat owners, so people can bring their cats, I guess. But can you bring like a what about snake all and the a lizard? People that are allergic, though. Yeah, that's the other thing I was wondering. Exactly. What? It, what? So like, uh, you get a phone call. Um, <clears throat> this is um, Benson mm-hmm. from Blizzard <laughs> Benson. HR. Benson. And, uh, Benson. We'd like to offer you a job at Blizzard Entertainment, but one question first: Are you allergic to dogs? <laughs> what? What? Actually, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, wrong number. Uh, no, see how no, they just Spaniel. put them on the StarCraft Two team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just say go is next that, door. Where all the pet haters are on the StarCraft Two team? Is yeah. That... If you're allergic, you go work on StarCraft Two. What? Yeah. <laughs> only only pet lovers get to work on unannounced mobile projects. Sure. <laughs> but like, I have a snake. Could I bring Norman my snake to Blizzard to work? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I can see that now. Yeah. Uh, Scott, uh, we, you, know, you have to get the snake off campus. Well, Kale's got his dog. Why can't I have Norman? <laughs> yeah, why can't I bring Norman Jeez. with me? Have him around my neck. He doesn't do anything. He just. I thought this company was about diversity. <laughs> oh, I see. Just diversity for what kind of dog I have, not a snake. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, anyway, just curious about what it. Are they, what do they call snake races? Snakeists? Snakeists. Snakeists? Yeah. You're a snake cyst. If you're a snake cyst, that's a very different thing. Yeah, nobody likes that. Snake cyst. No, Snake-ist. nobody likes a snake cyst. Um, anyway, so there's that, and it looks great, and I wish I could find a screen cap because I'd put it up on the stream, but I can't find a chat room. I'm, I apologize. But it's super cute. He's got this little little cone. He's all rendered out like that, and he probably whimpers and whines because he can't reach around and lick his own butt and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's, what the, that's what the cone prevents. Sure. That's the whole it point of the cone. Licking of things that they shouldn't be licking. They're, sp- they're going to want to lick. Isn't it supposed to? They're supposed to not. You don't want them to lick their stitches or Wait. else. Uh, yeah. Oh, licking stitches. They have a perfect chance for a joke. I hope at some point in that game, it can't lick stitches or tries to lick stitches. So, you know, that the character be- stitches, big stitches, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Brrr, that stitches. Oh. Wouldn't the dog take out part of its intestine and run into a corner and just eat it instead of letting you mount it? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a real low look on dogs, man. Uh, what? Are you kidding me? They eat stuff out of the garbage all the time. Yes, they but eat. I think they would investigate, and as soon as they bit down and went out, they would stop. They wouldn't go like, sweet, a treat. <laughs> no, you think that. My dog, when I had one, went into the garbage and found whatever nasty crap was in there and ripped it out and would go eat it. Yeah. I had to put a cover on it. I mean, in truth, my, I mean, the dog that's getting the surgery tomorrow loves a cat poo. If she can get her hands on one. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying they have great taste. I'm just saying they wouldn't eat their own intestines. I, I think just they're think... above that. Mm. Oh, not you meant, their own, but stitches. Oh, stitches you meant, Bo meant run up to stitches, grab one of his hanging d- dingly dongs there yeah. and run off to oh, the corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, John, as with you, I totally misheard that. I thought he meant his own. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I you meant like his stitches really? open because he licked his stitches and then went bleh. And now he's got his own intestines out and he just eats his own. That's what I thought, well, too. I was like, that, what dog would do this? Now that you say that, I think a dog would do that, though. <laughs> he probably would, yeah. If his, if his own 
I mean, he, yeah, if his own meat was hanging out, he'd just be like, oh, meat, what's this? Art. Yeah. Today's chat, by the way, today's title would probably be Don't Lick Your Stitches, I think. I think although, it's good advice all around. Although I really like to, who, I don't know who put this in, but today's suggested title, before we even start the show, someone always puts something in here, you or Bo or somebody. And right now it's sweet wings are made of this, which <laughs> is a great me. reference to the Eurythmics. Well done. Nice job. Yeah. Yeah. A song that yeah. often when I hear the opening to, I get mistaken for I wear my sunglasses at night. Really? I'm about 50-50 on singing the right song between the two of those. I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can. It's something, just something, the opening. Something. They both kind of have a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> like that kind of thing, like yeah. right at the beginning. Yeah, totally and so do. I always end up singing the wrong song and feeling real dumb. Yeah. But it's fine. That's so Wait. funny. that you, You're totally right. I never thought of it before. Those songs are made. They should. Someone should mash those two up. And they're probably the same song. We give so much crap to what's his name up north in Canada. What's his name? Corey uh, Hart. Rick Moranis. No, no, not Corey. Was Corey Hart Canadian? The sunglasses yeah. guy? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He damn straight he was. I had no idea he was Canadian. Well, I assume he still is. He's still with us. He's, right? as, he's as Canadian as a maple leaf. Oh, well, geez. So, no, wait. No, who am I trying to think of? Oh, my gosh. Who was I thinking of that's up in Canada? Who's ah? I can't think of it. Not Brian Adams. Not Drake. No, forget about all these. <laughs> vanilla Ice. No, Vanilla Ice is not from Canada. Vanilla Ice is not Canadian, but Snow is. Snow is that a rapper? Yes. Snow was invented yeah. in Canada. Informer. Licky boom dang. You don't remember Informer? I was just trying to think of songs that are famous for plagiarism, Scott. That's I know Vanilla Ice isn't up in Canada, but I'm trying to think of people who got caught. <laughs> you remember hearing Bo's singing. Informer. That's form. how I remember that song. Licky Boom Boom Bay. <laughs> um, you're thinking of Rob Ford, maybe? Rob Ford. the No, the, the, the Toronto mayor that died from cocaine uh, horking or whatever he did. <laughs> His brother is the overlord of Ontario now. Yeah, what, ha- what are you people Canada, doing? But- it's, like, it's like if you had two Donald Trumps. <laughs> just, we got one out. No! He's got his brother. Buck Trump. He doesn't have any <laughs> siblings that like him, so we're fine. He's the uh, only one. Uh, all right. But, Where the um, hell? I don't. This is Canadian. Didn't Dion. Huey Lewis and the news sue uh, the Ghostbusters <laughs> guy because Ghostbusters and I want a new drug are the same? Oh, dun, 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 dun. I want a new drug. Who are you going to call? My dealer. <laughs> yep. You got it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, pop music is just a repetition of the same few chords. Yeah, we just record. Yeah, that's the, that's the crazy thing about it. It's this multi-billion-dollar, many-decade-long thing, and it's just it's Taco Bell. You're just mixing the same five ingredients over and over and over again. That's yeah, what it is. Like if you listen to, to uh, there are musical compositions and, and all the genres that are very different and inspired, but then it's like pop music, like like five notes yeah five chords that makes me you ever think seen that i saw a super cut of the same riff over like 30 songs oh that's what i was saying okay. sorry i just thought of it uh, nickelback is who i was thinking of they're canadian oh, oh. Is that, 
Yeah. They plagiarize themselves. Yeah, no, they have songs where you can play two other songs at the same time, and it's perfect. It sounds like a great single song. Like, it's so yeah. weird, those I think, guys. I think Canadians would prefer you say something like, as Canadian as the tragically hip or something like oh. that. Oh, all right. What, well, you guys don't want to own Nickelback? We're, we're, we, we see what you see when it comes to Nickelback. <laughs> we're not like, <laughs> why do you guys hate Nickelback? We're, we see. We see what you see. Oh, all right. Well, how about this? Yeah. Check this out. I give you Buffalo Nickel. No, that's not Nickelback. Hold on. Well, thank you, sir. Nickel. I have this great Nickelback mashup. Do I not have it? Oh, I used to have this. It's great. It's a. Uh, it's that. It's just like two meshings of two songs. Never made it that one, and then the other one, and then it sounds like one song, and I don't. I can't find it. But it's the, the same chord. Where yeah. he wants you to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> don't stare straight at it. Do you think they should have done a cop drama? Who? Where he was a cop, and then he was con Nickelback. I don't know his name. <laughs> his name uh, is Nickelback. <laughs> he was Officer Nickelback would come in, and the suspect would be uh, at the desk, and he would just go, look at this photograph, <laughs> and he'd like show him to get a confession. I do. I like it. I, li- I went I- really along around the block for that. No, joke, I saw it coming, too. The traffic lights changed. I said, oh, here comes John with that joke. It's coming. I can see yeah, it. He's back. But he's wait, back. The, that guy's name, he's married to Avril Lavigne, or he was. Maybe they still are. And his name is uh, Avril Lavigne or the doppelganger that filled in once she died. No, the (laughs) what? Wait, what? That's not a thing, is it? She's also Canadian. What's her deal? What? You've never heard that rumor that Avril Lavigne is dead and was replaced by somebody else years ago? No, no. That's a famous Internet rumor. You should Google that. I thought that. I mean, I I knew about, you know, Paul McCartney is dead. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. If you play songs backwards and all that. I like that's an old one. I hadn't heard anything about Avril Lavigne being swapped out. Chad Kroger, that's his name. Anyway, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's nuts. I'm going to look it up later. I used to like Avril Lavigne. You should. There's like forensic evidence photos where they're like, if you look, she's got a subtle scar on her skin right here. Now, if you look here, she doesn't. So this is we think this is where the duplicate was put in. Weird. I just yeah, watched another. Great. I watched the Terminator movie over the weekend, so I'm in the mood for this sort of thing. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> Video game that we talked about. Not sure, not sure the Terminator thing. <laughs> well, no, Terminator's like, you know, there's a body. We watched Salvation, which, by the way, I think is way better than, and I, than people give it credit for. Yeah, Salvation's I good. I never saw it in theaters, so I, I, I snubbed it and said, whatever. And then we watched it for Film Sack, and I was like, oh, this is all right. Like, there's some cool it's- world building and some decent stuff going on here. It was all right, but uh, it's not terrible. They would no. go on to remind you how much worse it could be. Yeah, and there's stuff in there that isn't great, but it they create they create the the wartime stuff really well and and really get you into that and keep you there. Like they don't jump back and forth in time, which I like. Anyway, that's not the point. What was the point? Oh, the the reason it's like Terminator. It's like because there's always like a we got this flesh, we reanimated it with machine parts. Now it can heal. Is, that's all I was saying. It's like a, oh, a okay. Avril Lavigne being like, replaced. She's a bot. Yeah, she's yeah. like a. <laughs> she's a Terminator. She's that's a Terminator. <laughs> it, and it relates to heroes because in heroes sometimes your Hanzo leaves and becomes a robot. Right. Just like Avril Lavigne. Right. Somebody just cooked... should, instead of calling them bots, we should call them Avrils. Let's see. I like it. How many Avrils in a in a in a Kroger? All right. So I played a cooperative again. Avril game the other day. I didn't want a lot of challenge, but I wanted other people with me. Playing Avril co-op. I like it. Yeah. Uh, check this out. It's like a clip Bo just did. I just want to see what it is. See if she's truly as good at these clips as she used to be. Hold on. Here we go. Bo is. 
Snow, is that a rapper? Yeah, snow was invented yeah. in Canada. Former. Licky boom boom dang. Are you sure? Are you sure, by the way, that you don't get your voices for all your There Will Be Dungeons characters by singing Informer in the in the mirror or something? Because that was very reminiscent of like the gibber what was the the jabber jabber what was the name of the creature the gibbering, gibbering mouth the gibbering mouther that was very similar to that ooba day <laughs> yep i practiced my gibbering mouther in the bathroom that was really or good that's easy to clean hey by the way sorry since we're on side notes this is a really important one we talked about movies for a second we talked about post apocalyptic stuff it's important to note the following things uh 2018 was the year that uh that movie was set in uh uh, predator, uh, not predator, freaking Terminator, Terminator Salvation. Salvation. That was set in 2018, <laughs> so we just had that happen. And then this year is the year of the following uh, film universes. Mad Max okay. begins this year. 2019 is the year Mad Max starts. So the original Mad Max mm-hmm. happens in 20, 2019. Has uh, anybody checked in on Australia recently? Yeah, Do you know if it has happened yet? Get down there and see if anyone's wearing only one shoulder pad on one <laughs> side, okay? Because that's the sign. Okay, so then you got that, and then there's um, someone in the chat just mentioned one. Oh, Running Man is this year. Okay. So the Running Man, uh, just, uh, the the game show thing where people get killed for real. And then what was the third one? There's a third big one. Shoot. There's a great big third one. It's a... I forgot it. Anyway, this is the big year. So it's the big year. Get excited for films because writers are like, we want to set it in 2020, but that would be cliche. Yeah. So they just subtract one from it. Right. It's always annoying to me because Star Trek had it right. We're like, hey, guess what? 23rd century. No one's going to care then. So let's do it way out. And that's that was the smart thing to do. Oh, Blade Runner's this year. Blade Runner. Freaking Blade Runner. That's it. The original Blade Runner. Oh, really? The original Blade Runner's this year. Yeah. Not 2049. But the man, they were way off. So you're saying invest in Atari. <laughs> yeah, I am saying that. Go back in time, invest in them hard so they don't go away. And <laughs> yeah. now there'll be big giant signs in the world's biggest multi corporation. Exactly. Wouldn't it be funny though if Atari just came out of nowhere and was like, We're making a holographic sign? What for? I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like, We're making a big old Atari sign. It's the size of the Empire State Building, but for no reason. We're just putting right. it up it's there. It's the same thing as when Nike made those Back to the Future shoes to try and make it like, yeah, we did it. Look, we got there. Yep. Ours the same way. They're like, we made a sign. Uh, Lord Shaper in the chat says also Akira is this year. So Tetsu, oh. Tetsuo all getting uh, all bold and gross. Out for most of us. No, Akira is bad news for everybody. You think Mad Max goes bad? <whistles> Akira, baby. All right. Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's not, I mean, you can tell there's not a lot of news this week. We got a new hero is, you know, there's stuff happening, but it's not really all that big a deal. Although this is kind of some cool community news. Mongoose from Nexus gaming series is starting their sixth season signups for league play and asked us to let our listenership know and invite them to come play. So go check it out. Once again, yet another place for you to go get some, I'm not going to call it amateur, but some, you know, community level grassroots competition in the shadow of no more HGC. So this is a way to do that. Uh, people are welcome to sign up starting January 21st. <clears throat> Excuse me, with the season starting February 25th, so about a month later. Details can be found at nexusgamingseries.org. 
And if you're worried about your your skill level, I believe they do organize leagues into tiers and stuff, so you don't get. I'm good. You know, a bunch of a bunch of diamonds stomping some bronze level players and vice versa. Um, they kind of fit you in where it makes sense. So um, it's their sixth season, and they got a pretty good reputation. So if you're looking for some fun league play, um, he asked us to get that out there. And, and like you said, Scott, in the wake of HGC going missing, there still is opportunity for us to to organize uh, leagues and have fun playing this game. So yeah, that that's pretty cool. It pleases me. To know that this stuff is happening. And I hope all of them have huge success. <clears throat> it will probably happen as, as this stuff shakes out. If it's meant to or whatever, you'll see uh, some will get bigger than others. And something may become kind of the mainstream one. But I like that there will always be room for uh, for smaller stuff and and whatever. like that. I think it's going to be a really interesting year. What I really hope is that that stuff and the excitement around it from the community, that, that Blizzard's able to match that with with the game itself. And, and that's the part we just don't know yet in this new brave new world of, of heroes post HGC and uh, you know, post poaching a, a few developers and moving them around the company. Like we don't know uh, what that means yet, but I, the more, the, the more we get into this and the more um, of this kind of stuff I see pop up and it seems like it's happening like a lot. That's all good news as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if the focus for the game can be just to give us the quality of life tools that it takes yeah, for us to have our own fun in this way, like, that, that's great. Yep. You know, like, then maybe we don't, we don't, we don't, like, it, that was never, that was never dependent on HGC. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's room to focus on that kind of stuff now, hopefully. Yeah. And this is a great way to experience the game. I mean, we did our own little competitive thing with the Heroes of the Pants tournament. That was a blast. Um, It's not the same as competitive, but, you know, we've done the charity brawls and stuff like that. And, you know, getting together with a community and saying we're going to, you know, play some games together in kind of a tight knit group uh, is super fun. It's a great way to experience the game. So I would recommend people check it out. I would as well. Here's one more thing you should be checking out this weekend on Saturday. There will be dungeons at therewillbedungeons.com and frogpants.tv is where we do it live, 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, we get together, me, John, Bo, Kristen, and Kyle, and we play D&D under the vast mind that is Bo Schwartz's mind because he is our DM and he has all the cool ideas and we live in his world. And uh, it's fantastic. We're having a really good time in there. Um, a lot of reactions to last week's episode. Let's just say one of John's characters did a very gnarly thing that some people are very upset about there was Hmm. nothing more flattering than hearing somebody had to stop the episode because of something that i did Mm -hmm. so that was awesome to hear yep uh i I was equal parts sad and bemused it is uh highest form of DD flattery that you had to pause stop or otherwise question what you're doing when a character does something massive and it makes you get emotional about it, I think. So uh, you want to know what that is? I'm not going to tell you. Let's just say pouring out for George. <laughs> yep, subtle. No did I, did I not give it? I didn't give it away, did I? Sort of, sort, kind of. Uh, so anyway, that's this Saturday, as always, most Saturdays anyway, at 3 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time right there, uh, right here at frogpants.tv. If you want to be there live, if you want the podcast version or watch the VODs on Twitch or on YouTube or any of that, that all goes right on uh, the internet after we're done. 
So check that out. Okay, time for one of these. Okay, let's take a look at an email. This is from James Ryan Wise. That's a cool name. Uh, He says the following. Hey, guys, after the announcement by Blizzard, it got me to thinking, and I'd like to hear your thoughts. My biggest complaint with the 2.0 release of the game was the move to space currency. I used to spend real money in the game probably once a month. Most months, it wasn't a lot, but let's say it was a minimum of 10 bucks US. Once the space currency came out, I have to say I stopped spending money on the game, doing the calculus to figure out the amount of gems I needed to buy versus spending real cash, and then having gems left over was something I did not want to take time to worry about or do anything with. If I couldn't uh, just click buy, I know I wouldn't have continued to support the game with money. I know this was, uh, this was their thinking, but having leftover gems... Uh, uh, sorry, people might be more inclined to spend the money to top off their purchases. I find it an extra step and a small money grab. Maybe I'm just in Blizzard's older demographic, then they don't care uh, that I wouldn't spend money on gems, thinking younger players would have, wouldn't have the same issue. My other thought goes back to when Heroes of the Dorm and HGC were announced. You guys talked about how either League or Dota would sell uh, particular items for their big events, such as skins, I believe that go directly to support the tournaments. I'm a little surprised Blizzard never attempted this. Had I known when I bought a certain skin mount or bundle that the money went directly to support the tournaments, I would be much more likely to buy it. Uh, it probably may, sorry, it probably may even have, have swayed me to buy gems if I couldn't use real money. Even if I were not a huge generator of money in the beginning, it, wouldn't, it would have helped offset the cost. As Heroes of the Storm, <coughs> excuse me, Dorm and HCC grew, I can only believe those skins, mounts, and bundles would have begun to sell more and more. I'm not saying these two ideas would have solved all their issues, but I think they would have not hurt either. I've really enjoyed Heroes, and I hope the community sticks around and doesn't have a massive exodus from the game. Thanks for your time, Jamie. Uh, it's a good email and makes a lot of good points. We've talked a bunch about you know how even us here, I can only speak for myself, I, don't, I never feel as inclined to buy gems as I did when it was just regular money, and I spent a lot more when it was just regular money in the game than I do now. Um, but more importantly, this idea that Blizzard never attempted to do an HTC funding basically by selling packages, bundles, skins, unique items, uh, that you can only get through, you know, an HTC support the way they do with the international, um, and stuff with Dota. Are you guys surprised they never did that? Would you think it would have helped or made a difference if they would have done that? Did, did HCC need to be a runaway success before they could do that? Like, there's a lot of questions with it, but I'm curious. Bo, what do you, what's your take on that? Because would that have been a good thing? Um, hmm. So just, just so I'm clear about what he's saying here, is because I, I got caught up a lot in the initial part of the email with yeah. the him not spending after the 2.0 came in, right? Because of gems. I might have missed the suggestion that he said. So Sorry. what he's saying is like, if you, uh, just to boil it down to its core part, ha, core, I said core. Um, it, <laughs> it, the way the international works for Dota 2 is yeah. they'll sell special items and that money from oh, those I- items goes to support their tournament. So would that have worked here in HGC's case, do you think? I mean, I don't know. We can look at StarCraft 2 in the war chest. And did the war chest work? Do we know? Do we? Do we oh, that's a good point. Because, I mean, it's basically the same thing, right? Like, right. Uh, you can be transparent and do things the style of the international and say, these purchases fund this prize pool. 
but like the reverse can happen too. They can say, oh, we're making a prize pool, put the money in here. And it could have been way less than what they actually offered. Because I think the heroes of the store, the HGC stuff was fairly lucrative in terms of prize pool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think, I think ultimately it, it probably would have been less. And if, if you started off this, this comment by saying, I don't want to buy things because I just don't like the gem system. I'm surprised at the number of people that that actually say that they didn't buy something because of it. We hear a lot of that. Like, also, I know Scott's not big. Scott, both you and, and John, sorry, <laughs> Scott and John, you're both not big on these things. I'm su- surprised at the number of people that this is a big turnoff to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't just, think I just find I myself think, less likely to do it when there's this hurdle of, oh, I don't have enough gems. How many more do I need? Really, I could have that many more, and I don't. I'm not going to use half of those. Like all of that part of that process, that mobile payment process, st- just p- stops me in my tracks. All my impulse buying stops, and I start thinking too much about it. Right. Yeah. Plus, and, I would say that you know it's minimal, and it's it's very easy to kind of nickel and dime it. But there is an element of saying, "Here's this, here's a bundle. The cost is. I mean, let's even go." make it really close closer than it would probably be let's say the bundle if you just paid dollar value on it was 17 that you have to spend 19 dollars in gems to be able to afford it sometimes that's all the difference like if i see something i'm like oh it's only 17 dollars i'll get that whereas if i say oh it's 19 dollars, i won't get that right um so that can be an element too and and i feel like when they announced the gems like they they announced heroes 2.0 and we were at the media summit when they talked about it and everybody was really excited and there was a lot of like excitement and oh this is awesome and a lot of people looking around with big smiles on their face thinking man this game is going to be so rad and when they got to the gems and the currency you did see a lot of people give each other the like like really what? Mm. yeah like there was there was like that look of like what i don't it was the thing that everybody seemed to have questions about too so it was like a why are they doing this mixed with I don't understand the system. Like it feels like there's too many currencies and and all of that. So I, I kind of feel like, you know, you had your most diehard people there, and they were immediately kind of going, "What?" when they heard the payment system. And I I get there are more reasons to it than Blizzard isn't saying we're doing this system because it's so consumer friendly. They're doing it because it gets them around um, exchange rates. It gets them around gambling things. It, there's a bunch of advantages to doing it this way for them as a business. But uh, at the end of the day, I, you know, I stand by what we've said, which is it's, it's not a very good experience for the player. Right. And I think as far as like doing something like what Dota two does, um, I just don't think HGC was big enough. You know, we don't have skins that come from players designing them or people who are just maybe not even into the game, but, designing hero skins like 100 percent of the work gets done i mean they outsource a little bit for uh some of the art for your icons but beyond that it's all work done by blizzard for these things so there's no way for them to just say like oh let's throw a bunch of stuff up there as a reward if they want to put together a really impressive bundle for you to invest in that's development time mm-hmm. and so i just don't I think if you really got down to it, I don't think the cost value analysis would actually be there. I don't think you'd actually make a ton of money for HGC. 
even though I agree, I love what Dota 2 does with the international. I wish we could have done it. I just don't think we ever got there. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, the spin's not there. I, I think because a lot of the comments about HGC in, in the early times when we found out that they were getting rid of it was it's like the 12th most watched esport. Why? That sounds like a good thing. It doesn't sound bad. Like, mm. you know, uh, people still televise, you know, just because you're not the top sport doesn't mean people stop watching baseball and then it's not that there aren't casts and that there aren't content around baseball even if it's not the top of all the league sports i think no one's spending money in the game and i don't think it has anything to do with the gem system i think i think fundamentally people aren't spending money in the game for whatever reason and it could be just because that's how we feel like the community the zeitgeist just feels this is not a game worth investing in Mm. Or it could be a problem fundamental to this game needs to be worked on. I mean, there is still in theory a future for Heroes of the Storm in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think the spending's not there. I mean, it's telling when the company doesn't even bring it up at any earnings call ever. Not a one. Ever in the years that we've been doing this, you know, mm-hmm. not a one is anyone's like, by the way, Heroes making good money. They're like, mm, let's not talk about it. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I mean, that's why I said HTC going away always made sense or it's not a shock because I'm like, well, it's not like they're going around bragging about it <laughs> in any in any form. So sure. I don't think, I think all of our bargaining that we might do to say, what if we just did this or what if we just did this, then we would make money is, is just that. It's not they're nice ideas but they're not going to work yeah. like it's it's not fundamentally what the problem was with making money yeah i i think i i agree um but i also kind of get his point you know if there was some, i what he's describing actually is more of an incentive to get me to want to buy more gems as a or cooler bundles or more motivation to to buy gems and for me it was just it's really hard to get over that idea that you have to pay and then now there's an overage and they're just sitting on your money and the idea is that you will then be motivated to spend more money, but then you're always going to have this like excess. It's just, it's weird. And I wouldn't call it money grabby. I just don't like it as a, as a practice generally. Like we're not the only we ones. say that we, we say that like, and you know, we're, we can crap on it, but it's literally what riot does. Yeah. And I don't like it there either. Like, so it's, it's not that it's not the reason heroes failed is. Or oh, right. Regard. No, of course not. You know, no, no, no. like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think, no matter how we package it, whether it's direct sales like you guys like, or it's gems, or it's whatever, that that revenue, I don't think that has as big of an impact on that discussion of why didn't Heroes be a financial success for Blizzard? I, don't, right. I think it has very little. I think it matters very little. I think if something is desired... And it's the hottest property, and he told people they had to punch him in the penis before they could buy anything. But it was the hottest thing to do. People would line up and do it, right? For Fortnite, all of a sudden, Fortnite's like, "Yep, we got new skins on sale, but it'll cost you twenty bucks and a kick in the crotch." (laughs) And you know, Timmy's like, "Well, okay, I don't like that, but my friends are all playing Fortnite, and I want a big skin, so here we go." Yeah, spread them, knuckle down, and let someone punch you in the penis. As you yeah, it. like that's you yeah. get a knuckle, five knuckles right, or four knuckles right in the groin. Uh, <laughs> this is like path. Yeah, 
like a yeah no things? i i agree with you there i i think that that's true um i guess all i'm saying is it wasn't and i also before people email us and correct us on this i know it also has a lot to do with regional stuff like if the gems are always a thousand gems you can adjust how much those cost per region very easily it's much more difficult to do that with actual currency exchanges so i understand mm-hmm. that um, and that's mm-hmm. a huge advantage for them. I totally get it. If you would let me just buy the amount of gems I needed, though, that would be cool. You know, instead of these lots of like, well, we only got them in this bucket of 4,000. <laughs> yeah, No other way them. to get them. I guess you just can't have your 3,200. Yeah. That's lame. I don't know why they're like southern guys on the side of the road selling me chickens. But the point is, uh, well, that reminds me. Can you believe they sold that kid from Harry Potter for a math for a, for a chicken that does math? Isn't that crazy in that movie, Bo? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Crazy. I can believe it. It's like uh, those stories are allegorical about art in America. Yeah, could yeah. be. Weird. Yeah. Weird. It's like it's a comment about the current state of things. Maybe they're the greatest filmmakers of all time, the Coen brothers. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe that chicken is Nickelback. <laughs> that chicken is definitely Nickelback. Well, wait, then who's the... If the chicken's Nickelback, who's the who's the kid from Harry Potter? Who's that? The American Theater oh, that wow. you guys all don't go to and is dying. Okay, because you go to see your MCU movies, but don't catch a brilliant performance of Hamlet from your local thespians who work very hard for nothing to put on play. Actually, that's right. A little nod to my local community. Salt Lake City has one of the country's newest and most awesome premier uh, playhouses called the Hale something theater we actually have two of these they're massive one of them's Eccles something theater and the other one's this hail theater and they're huge state-of-the-art uh gigantic spaces for people to go and see like right now they're doing a um uh it's called uh wizard of oz and apparently it is like uh incredible a version of that so we're trying man we got that going we got a soccer yeah. team that's a fun thing for some people uh, I went and saw uh, the Trailer Park account. Boys live. Take, take, <laughs> take it up with the Cohen brothers. <laughs> I love it. John saw Trailer Park Boys live, and he's so he's contributing to the to what you're. I've contributed about. to the theater. It was in a theater. It was in the same theater where I watched a Cirque du Soleil style show. Mm-hmm. I did that there as well. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a patron of the arts. Nice. Yeah, you laugh, well, as a former actor. How yeah. dare you indict me, sir? <laughs> I didn't indict you. Cohen Take a note. Did. Note of this. I <laughs> will not Cohen be indicted. Bro- <laughs> the Cohen brothers did. The oh, Cohen- okay. If you guys want to know what we're talking about, because there's a few questions up in the chat room. Uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Watch it. Watch it again. It's Love fan- it. It's fantastic. It's really good. And you'll that understand Iron Man math is chicken. a math chicken. <laughs> and Iron Man is a math chicken? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. That's what they're saying. Iron Man? Yeah. You said Marvel MCU movies, so I'm saying Iron Man is a math chicken. Right. Iron Man well, is I a... said the math chicken was was Nickelback, but then I used MCU later to yeah. make the analogy more. I like the idea that Iron Man's the math chicken, though. I really like it. I'm going to yeah, sign on that much. dotted line. That's pretty good. Iron Man is the math chicken. Don't forget. That's another good title for that would make no sense for anyone reading the show yeah. without context. We've had a lot of good titles. Today. We've had a lot of good times, a lot of good titles, a lot of good fun right here on yeah. Core. All right. Here's the good news, everybody. Core is over. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> pan shot. <laughs> pan shot. 
we're uh, we're done for now. Uh, we'll be back next week, of course, with more. But we are going to play some games tonight with our friends Kyle and Kristen. So stick around if you'd like to watch us do that. Hopefully, we deal some wins and not some losses tonight, and uh, see a little bit more of what Imperius is made of. Uh, that's coming up here shortly. Don't forget to support us on Patreon if you like our show. That's at Patreon.com/slash Core Show. We love making this for you, and we thank you for your support. If you haven't yet done it, consider it. That's Patreon.com slash core show in the meantime if you're looking for all things uh core go to heroesforyou.com you'll find it all right there including our twitter accounts core heroes john underscore jagger scott johnson and bo schwartz and don't forget you can send us your feedback thoughts and comments to core at heroesforyou.com that's gonna do it for us for me for john for bo see you next time This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. Okay.